0: Welcome to the Talking Llama Podcast, the podcast for podcasters. Thanks for stopping by as we discuss all things podcasting, like gear and creative processes, even marketing and promoting your brand. If you're looking to grow, monetize, or even just start your podcast, you're in the right place. The Talking Llama Podcast is here to help you tell your story to the world with confidence. Here's your host, Ian Roth. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Talking Llama podcast. My guest today is Oleg Glowheed. He is the host of two different podcasts. The first one is The Genius Within, where he's exploring the ongoing quest of exploring human potential. And then his second podcast is The Overcoming Odds podcast, where he gives us a glimpse into the stories of people who have overcome adversary, ad, adversity, man, I am tongue-tied today, who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle to achieve success. Oleg, how are you doing today, I'm man? I'm doing
1: well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for giving me a chance to share my story and the different insights that I've learned from being a host. And I'm hoping that this will add value to a lot of your listeners.
0: Oh, it definitely will. And you know what, you're the second person that I've had on the show from Austin, Texas. So like, I I feel like if anybody who's anybody in the podcasting game is living down there, so I need to (laughs) fix myself and move on down to Texas.
1: There must be something about this city that's attracting different podcast hosts, right?
0: Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. Well, I mean, the weather's phenomenal down there. From what I've heard, the city is just freaking cool. So I think you guys uh, have something figured out. Yeah so uh, if you could if you wouldn't mine, why don't you tell us about what made you start? Let's talk wh- about the genius within podcast first what what made you start what's your what's your why behind why you started that?
1: Mm-hmm. well, for me, one of the core elements about who I am has always been this kind of quest of exploring human potential and understanding what makes us unique, what makes us essentially the people that we are, and the journeys that we choose. So part of that understanding, what I started to do is I really wanted to create spaces where I can accomplish three elements, and that is for people to be seen, to be heard, and to be valued. So the two particular forms in this particular case are really all about capturing people's experiences and their own journeys. And the first one that you asked me a question about, the genius within, what that really is, is understanding people and also understanding, I guess you could say, their strengths, their weaknesses, and everything in between. So part of those conversations include me asking people of different professions and different backgrounds questions about how they got there and the the why behind it. What guides them during times of adversity and what helps them overcome some of those difficult times. The second podcast that I started called Overcoming Odds is a direct connection to an organization that we launched about two and a half to three years ago, called Overcoming Odds. And what it is, is a space for people who have gone through difficult or rather unique life circumstances to be able to connect around those shared experiences. So part of our work, part of this podcast features guests of different backgrounds and different paths of life to really just come in and be able to share their own lived experience and then for listeners to be able to identify in their own steps as it applies to developing courage or resilience, um, a lot of the things that we're experiencing right, right now in the world, as some of your listeners might be re- able to relate, as far as the coronavirus uh, pandemic that we're going through as not only a nation, but a world, a lot of it has to go on resilience, right? How do we continue to stay in this space where we continue to believe in our abilities and we continue to have faith in other people and understanding that with time, this thing will pass. And so part of this podcast, part of this work also revolves around building a community of people who are there to support each other, no matter what the circumstances may be.
0: Those are two great missions and two great reasons for starting a podcast. So I applaud you. I mean, that's, those are such noble causes. And, you know, listeners, please check out both of Oleg's podcasts. They're, they're great and really, I don't know, I would say that they're inspiring, being able to hear other people's experiences and, you know, compare them to my own.
1: hmm And I think that's, that's really, at the end of the day, what it's all about, creating spaces like that, is inviting other people as part of that conversation. What I've learned and what has worked for me was when I would listen, when I used to listen and still listen to other people's experiences, for me, what resonates is not necessarily the moments when people share three to five to 10 tips when it comes to a particular subject, but it's more so the story and the journey that they took in order to get there. Because what it gives me is actually gives me freedom to identify my own steps as it comes to success, courage, whatever the subject may be. And that's why I chose to create these two particular platforms with this particular mindset when it comes to storytelling, because then it creates an opportunity and it creates a space for you to identify your own steps as it comes to your own journey to that particular subject that you're trying to explore. So and and that's what I think what life is about, really, because if you really think about it, the steps that it took you to get to wherever you are, the five to 10 to 100 steps may take me one or may take me May Or it may take me none of those steps that it took you. It might require a complete different set of steps for me to get there. But I think the one thing that we can all connect around is that story. And so that's really what the guiding principle behind both of those platforms are.
0: And that's the beauty of podcasting, enables people to share their stories and the art of storytelling, telling story. I mean, it's just like so powerful and podcasting is such a great platform to do that. So, so how have you, when you started, how have you spread the word for both of these shows to get people out there to listen and just, I guess, make people aware of these podcasts that you have? What, what's worked for you?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, what's worked for me is, is spreading the message through the current network. And what I started, what we started to do when we first launched our podcast is we put together a plan. We didn't go the traditional route of, prepping, let's say, 10 episodes and then launching the whole thing, we just launched it from episode one, and we started to learn from it. And part of that journey included recording episodes in my closet. It's a a true thing that I think a lot of podcast hosts go through, and that is when you don't have a space, when you don't have the capital to go into a co-working space, or you don't have an office, you got to do what you got to do. And that's the biggest thing that I want to pass on to anyone that's listening and looking to start a podcast to begin with, is just start from wherever you are. So whether that means starting from your apartment closet or you're on your kitchen table, just start doing. And then it's through action, you're going to build your network of resources that you can tap into and ask some of those questions as far as, where can I go to record? What type of equipment can I use to record this? What type of editing software should I be using? You won't find, in my opinion, I didn't find any of those answers to any of those questions by just sitting here. I found all of them by doing and connecting with other people and other hosts and other event planners and and industry-related professionals that were able to offer guidance when it came to a lot of that. So that's my first thing is to start wherever you are. Start right now with what you have, even if that means having the Apple headphones microphone just start doing and through action you're going to figure out the rest of the how the second part when it comes to marketing the podcast initially what we started with was we would break down each episode into multiple clips and what I've learned is that video clips especially work significantly better compared to just audio clips so we would split the whole video portion into multiple clips And then we would promote them through all of our social media platforms. So whether that would be one to two to four to five minute clips each time. And then we'd make sure that we space it out with enough time in between each promotion so that it's able to capture possibly different demographics that flow through our social media channels. So for example, if the episode gets released on a Monday, we'd promote it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we'd try different times And the answer to that is there's no golden rule. It's going to work differently for each person that's listening because of the demographic that relates to your content. So those are the biggest things that have worked for us as far as marketing of the individual episodes. And then beyond that, obviously, you just have to put yourself out there. So doing recordings like this, talking to other podcast hosts, extending that invitation for others to check out your show, your work, um, those have been the biggest two that have really worked the best for a lot of our work.
0: Those are great suggestions. I like how you said you take an episode and cut it up into little chunks and then release those sporadically throughout the week. That's that's a great idea.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can use different apps to make, it, to make a lot of this work or to simplify a lot of the work. One of those apps is called Headliner. What that platform does and what it's able to do for you is it's able to take, let's say, one to two minute segment that you upload, whether it's a audio or a video file, and then you can transcribe it, so you can have text running along the side of it. You can create motion graphics, so that's images or stock footage, whatever it is, that goes with the episode. So there are plenty of platforms that you can find and use that are relatively accessible, and easy to use, and not to mention they're free to start off. Now, there is a limit when it comes to Headliner. I think it's the first 25 or 30 that you get for free as far as the promotional videos per month. But if all you're doing is releasing one episode a week, then that's perfect, even two episodes a week, and you're set. Now, if you're doing it daily, then it's a different story. You may have to explore some of the other editing softwares that are going to allow you to create that promotional material.
0: That's a great idea. And uh, what are you using for your actual audio editing? GarageBand, Logic Pro, Audition. iMovie. Using iMovie. Okay. So you have video tied to all of your podcast episodes then? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still haven't figured out the intricacies of iMovie, but were you, were you familiar with that piece of software before or was there a lot of, kind of learning and teaching yourself as you started?
1: I, I would say it was half and half. So I've used iMovie before when it came to editing different videos, but I wasn't aware how to, for example, how to separate the audio and the video, and then how do you insert intros and outros into the iMovie file? But through over time, I learned how to do that, and then the one other thing that begin to learn. Well, let me speak from my perspective. One of the things that I learned was how to quickly upload the files, and then where to cut. And so it's almost like what, what ends up happening now is I develop a framework for it, right? And that is at the beginning, let's say I will upload a picture and an intro, then I put transitions in between, then I upload the whole file. And then as I transition between editing, let's say a recording of X, Y, and Z to ABC, I just know that all I have to do is switch that main file instead of quitting the whole thing over again and then starting from scratch. So there's a lot of tools that you can use along the way that that are going to help simplify the editing process for you.
0: That's great, and I I literally I have no clue about iMovie. I've tried to do some basic video editing, and every everything you just told to me, man, like went mm-hmm. completely over my head. So yeah, what do you maybe use? on? I use Logic Pro X because everything I do is just audio based, so it's basically GarageBand on steroids. And okay, uh, I've. I've been using it for the last, I don't know, eight years or so. I have a fair amount of experience with audio editing prior to getting into podcasting. So it was very easy for me and just kind of had to dust the cobwebs out of my brain and do an audio editing again. So it's pretty straightforward. The stuff I'm doing is pretty basic and able to do it somewhat efficiently and quickly. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's awesome. You use iMovie of all the people that I've asked that question so far. I think you're the first person to use iMovie for your podcast, which is awesome. I mean, that's, that gives you so many more opportunities to, to do that. So, And it already I, comes uh,
1: with the MacBook.
0: Yeah, so and it's free. Perfect. It. <laughs> Definitely. The, mm-hmm. the best kind of software is free software. I totally agree with you, man. So what kind of microphone are you using when you are recording your podcast?
1: I just use a Blue Yeti. It's something that I purchased at the very beginning, day one of it all. I believe it was 70 or $80 at the time. The the challenge of using a microphone like that is it captures surround sound. So if you were to record, let's say, an interview with two people there, it's also going to capture the AC and everything around it. So it it really boils down to how how big an audio, how much of how much of a role does it play in your promotion or your content, right? So if you really want to focus on the quality of it, then it may not be the best microphone to use moving forward, but it's certainly a good one to start off with.
0: You said it's it's the blue Yeti. It's I know they have a whole bunch of Yeti lines. I think it's, like, it's the, it's the USB the,
1: one. hmm Okay.
0: So I have the first microphone I use for podcasting is a blue bird. It's a strict uh geez, I can't can't think of the connection. The XLR. It's an yes. XLR. Mm-hmm. Uh output. So I have to, I have an adapter, put that into my computer and blue makes phenomenal, phenomenal products. I, 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 do you agree?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And the only reason I had to switch from that, which I did recently to a road Procaster is because that condenser microphone would pick up every freaking sound in my house. Like it would pick up like, mm-hmm. like my kids on the other side of the house, it would pick up the neighbor cutting the grass, like four yards away. Like it was that good and it really restricted my podcasting recording time to darkness hours. So yeah, um, I absolutely love the microphone. Just switched to the Rode Procaster. It's a dynamic microphone and I like that one a lot also. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's something that you just play around with and get used to when it comes to it. There, I don't think there's one model that fits all. It's, it's whatever you feel comfortable with. Obviously, the other thing you have to consider as you start off is price point you can get a microphone for three to $4,000 and it might be able to solve every possible problem that you have. Or you can find something like I did for less than 100 bucks, and it still works.
0: It still works and the quality is exceptional. Do you, did you say it does omnidirectional recording?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And you, do you actually use the omnidirectional recording on it?
1: I do. I, I started using that, honestly, I think it was episode 20 or 30 into recording it, I just started to play around more with the settings. And then I noticed a huge difference when it came to audio quality. Because when I was recording interviews through Zoom, and initially I had it so it's uh, two directions, or all four, actually, surround sound. And then I realized how I was picking up a lot of the AC and birds uh, that were outside, or my dog that was barking in the background. And then, when I changed it to only my direction, then essentially my world changed when came it came to it. Yeah,
0: I, I so. can believe that. I can believe that. Are you able to, if you use iMovie for editing, are you able to put like a noise gate on at a certain frequency or decibel yes, level? Yes, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that, that makes it handy for the air conditioning and the other ambient sounds. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I know. Logic Pro makes it really easy. And then, are you able to do any vocal EQ in iMovie?
1: I think you are. I've never tried it, but I'm sure you, pro- you probably are able to. It's an advanced enough feature where I think you can.
0: Okay. Oh, cool. That, that's, that's great, man. I really need to check out iMovie mm-hmm. and get some video going on. Okay. So yeah, Blue Yeti, phenomenal microphone. And <clears throat> you're, are you pleased with the multi-directional when you're using it with someone else in the room? Like, is, are both people's sounds sound good?
1: You know, it could be better. Uh, the only challenge when you use it with both people in the room is it's also going to pick up all the other sounds. That's true. So it's still it, you'll still be able to hear it clearly as far as the other person speaking into it, but you're also going to see or hear the air conditioning and all the other background noise. And the challenge when it becomes the challenge when it comes to editing, at least from my perspective, is I'm not an engineer, so I don't I don't understand how to. Separate and isolate their different frequencies within a particular track. I don't even know if if you can And so it really boils down to how much time are you willing to put into it? Before calling it good enough and then moving on to the next one Right for
0: What's like the average length of your finished episodes?
1: probably 30 to 45 minutes
0: for a 30 to 45 minute episode, how much time are you putting into editing it roughly?
1: 10 to 15.
0: Okay. When you're, you mean 10 to 15 10 minutes? 10 to 15 like minutes from of...
1: start to finish. And that's including okay. creating promotional content for it. Oh, wow. That's pretty, that's pretty quick. Yeah. I should, I should probably go into this profession. <laughs> yeah. No kidding.
0: When you're when you're listening through the playback, are you listening to it at like at
1: faster than normal speed? No, uh, same exact speed as I recorded it.
0: Okay, so whatever your episode length is, plus ten to fifteen minutes. Not, not that you're blowing through it quicker at like no 200. no no, literally ten okay. ten to
1: fifteen minutes, not including the episode length, because okay. I, I typically when I record, I'll mark I'll make notes as far as just specific minutes to edit out. And then I just test the first couple minutes after the full recording is done to make sure that the audio quality is up to par as far as there's no static or background noise or anything. And then after that, I go straight into the editing mode and let's just pull out my notebook and say, okay, at 9.23, edit out the dog barking. At 11.15, edit this out. And then simultaneously, I also, as I go through it, I make notes these are kind of more like mental notes for the promotional content that I can, that we can use to create some of those pieces moving forward.
0: That is an amazing idea. I've been looking at ways to decrease my post-production time. I didn't even think of that. So, I mean, just like, as you and I are talking, you know, if I said something stupid, Mm -hmm. instead of having to listen to the whole episode and post to to see where it is, take a note of the timestamp that I said that thing that was stupid And then just, man, that's, that's mind blowing. And then just go back
1: and edit it out. Yeah. Just put together, just literally put a white sheet of paper in front of you with a pen and mark it down at 2105, edit this part out. 1926, edit out this part.
0: That is awesome. I never, ever heard of that or would have thought of that. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Awesome. So who, who do you use to host your shows? Do you use the same host for both shows? Do you use two different hosts?
1: So I, di- I use SoundCloud. We've used SoundCloud for, I think, this is going into year two. The only problem with SoundCloud that I've learned is this, is if you have, for example, if you have any cursing or anything like that on your shows, it doesn't appear to let you mark one particular episode. Rather, if you mark one episode, it's going to mark the entire show as having that type of content. So okay. I've heard that there are other platforms that give you more flexibility when it comes to just marking specific episodes and not making the whole episode or the whole show be under the category of E for explicit. And so it's it's something that I'm still trying to learn and understand as far as how to do it. And maybe that's a functionality that gets um, added within SoundCloud soon, because I'm assuming that there have been plenty of requests in order to make it happen.
0: Okay, that's a good point. I know SoundCloud is one of the industry standards for yeah. hosts. I just and it distributes
1: to... it directly to iTunes and all the other platforms within, I think, half an hour to an hour of publishing it.
0: That's awesome. That makes it so easy. You don't have mm-hmm. to manually hook up your RSS feed to go to all those different places. Exactly. So that's awesome. I just switched to, I almost said Zencaster. That's who we're using to record this. I just switched to Captivate. Okay. And... Um, so you can have as many shows as you want and upload as much content as you want. The cap is 20,000 downloads per month. Okay. So I'm, I'm nowhere close to that. So that fits all my needs, uh-huh. but I know you can set a default episode, like your episode as a default to be explicit or not. Got it. And then as as you upload the audio, you can check mark if it's explicit or not. So it doesn't mark the whole show as explicit. You can uh-huh. pick and choose the episodes or, If you just want to play it safe because you have some swear words every once in a while, you can just make the default setting for each new episode be explicit. So Mm -hmm. pretty easy there. And kind of same thing with the automatically uploading or updating the RSS feed to all the big players out there. makes it pretty easy. So I'm very pleased with it so far. Mm -hmm. Are you able to have both of your shows on one SoundCloud account or do you have
1: to have two Uh, two SoundCloud accounts? Yeah, two two separate pro accounts that I think you need.
0: So it limits you to one show per account. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is the Have you had any interaction with customer service at all for those guys?
1: With SoundCloud? Yeah. Um, I don't think I have, no, because I, I never really had any problems with the service to begin with and any other problem that I might have had as far as how do you make the show X, Y, and Z or where do you input the different descriptions for the show I was able to figure out by just Googling around. And so, no, I haven't had a chance to call them, but maybe I, I should just test it out just to see how they are.
0: Yeah. I was just curious. I know um, I get uh, little pop-up chat things from captivates folks all the time asking me if I need stuff. It's so much, it's almost like annoying, but I mean, mm-hmm. they care. And I know SoundCloud has been around probably one of the longest players in the game. So Um, like you said, Googling how to do stuff on there's probably pretty reliable. I'd imagine Mm
1: -hmm.
0: for uh, what would you, if you could give any advice to people who are brand new to the podcasting game or thinking of, of dipping their foot in the podcasting game, what advice would you give to them?
1: My. Biggest piece of advice would be this. When you're starting to create a podcast, don't be discouraged by the fact that there are thousands of other podcasts that already exist in that space. And that's the biggest thing that I think people oftentimes come to me and say, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast, but I don't feel like I should because there are literally a thousand of other podcasts that exist with this particular format. Well, why not be a thousand and one? That's how I view it. Because whatever you're going to bring to the table is going to be completely different and unique to who you are. So the information, the guests, the type of questions that you're going to ask is going to be different. There's no other person that is asking it in the same exact way. And that's what I've ultimately learned is that even in my space, when it comes to overcoming obstacles, dealing with adversity, depression, anxiety, whatever the topics may be. Yes, there are thousands of other hosts. There are thousands of other platforms that already provide similar work. But as far as the level of engagement and the personality that I bring to it, it's completely unique to who I am. So if there's anything that I can pass on to anyone that's looking to start a podcast or a platform to share knowledge and information, it is go out, go there and do it. Because you are unique, you are who you are, and there's no other person that is like you.
0: Totally right on. There's nobody else like you, even if you have a a podcast that is very similar to, to a podcast that's already in existence, your story and the way you tell it is going to be different and unique. And people will want to listen to you because it, it's different. There's only one you out there and we each have our own story. Mm-hmm. So Oleg, thank you so much for being on this show. Where can my listeners find out more about your two podcasts, social media and all that good stuff?
1: The best way that people can find all of the information regarding the different shows would be through our website. And that is overcomingodds.today. And if you simply search overcoming odds through any of these social media platforms, you'll be able to find us on there and all of our content. And beyond that, if you're looking to connect with me and learn more about how I started any of these platforms and how I continue to evolve them, happy to connect. And as Ian might've mentioned, or is going to mention him and I connected through LinkedIn. And it's really just, I think, what life boils down to is choosing to show up and participate. And so when you ask other people for help, when you ask other people for guidance or encouragement in starting a venture like this, oftentimes people are very open to it. And so if you're looking to start a space, a community, whatever it may be, in this particular room, just reach out. And if there's something that I don't know, then I'm sure that you and I can figure it out together.
0: Definitely. Teamwork makes really does make the dream work, although it's cliche to say, but I mean, people on LinkedIn, the podcasting community, it feels like everybody's there to help out one another, even though, you know, you all have different shows and you're kind of competing for people's time and downloads and listens. But I mean, shoot, I can't think of one podcaster who I reached out to who wasn't anything less than helpful and you know answering my question or whatever whatever i had
1: Mm -hmm. and that's what it all boils down to i think is just sharing the resources and knowledge because at the end of the day i i don't believe we're competing with anyone but ourselves
0: Exactly. That we're just trying to be better than the person we were yesterday. Exactly. Totally agree, Oleg. Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much for being on the show, Oleg. Man, I mean, you taught me, shoot, a handful of great things I need to start doing for my podcast. I mm-hmm. know the listeners are going to get the same out of it. So, thank you so much. And, man, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Hey there, my llama friends. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want to learn more about Talking Llama Media, please head to my website at getherdpodcast.com slash talking llama. There, you can apply to join the Llama Herd. And if you don't know, the Llama Herd is an inner circle of extremely dedicated, creative podcasters who are very, very active in the industry and always looking to collaborate. If you like this show, please subscribe so that you don't miss new episodes as they're released. And if you really want to take your support for Talking Llama Media to the next level, please consider becoming a patron. Something like $1 per month can go a very, very long way if all of you awesome listeners out there choose to be so generous and do that. Stay confident, stay creative, and stay curious. I'll see you next time.